Blog Talk Radio. Absolutely right. Why not now? Why not here in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas? My name is Jason Dias, and I am Generation X. And my name is Caitlin Anderson, and I am Generation Next. And together we bring you the only online radio show about all the latest and greatest Christ-centered things happening right here in New Braunfels, Texas. And before we get to our show today, I've got to ask Caitlin, because I saw it on Facebook, I'm so glad that 30 years later, the young people are still doing this. You had a big powder puff game last week. How did it go? I did. I did. I was um, an outside linebacker. I played defense. It was great. It was the seniors and juniors against the freshmen and sophomores. So it was definitely um, a very competitive showdown. My brother, my younger brother, Carter, who is a sophomore, for those of you who are listening uh, for one of the first times. He was one of the coaches for the underclassmen as well. He was kind of a walk-on coach, you know, one of the <laughs> kind that didn't show up to he – would, he didn't coach at any of the practices, but he decided he'd come to the game. But, you know, he looked nice. He dressed the part, so it, it was all it was all good. Carter, Carter loves dressing nice. But it was a great game. I loved it. Um, it was definitely one of those memories uh, that I will hold dearly to my heart um, from my senior year. So definitely a memorable thing. Very happy that I got to do it. We unfortunately did not win, which is very embarrassing for the senior class, um, but it was definitely a good fight, and I'm so glad I did it. Well, I, I saw your Facebook post, and you, and you were absolutely right. You guys are graduating, so no matter what you do in these next few months yeah. of, of the school year, you're the winner. Because, I mean, come on, what's better than graduating? Uh, speaking of Carter, um, uh, Carter's your younger brother. Uh, you're the bigger sister. Your dad has instilled in you a tremendous respect of firearm safety and the joy of shooting and hunting and stuff like that. And that's a big part of life here where we live in New Braunfels, Texas, isn't it? It is. It's definitely a big part. We, Jason, that's funny that you say that. We were actually out at the gun range the other day um, with my Young Americans for Freedom group. It's a conservative club that I have on my campus. It's part of a national organization. Um, but we went out on a little unofficial gun range excursion because if it was official, uh, the bureaucracy <laughs> that we would have to go through at my school would have been just a ginormous headache. So it was an unofficial <laughs> Uh, gun range trip, but it was very fun nonetheless. Um, we got about five kids out there with their parents and were able to learn a little bit more about guns, become more comfortable with them, um, and just have a really good time. Uh, so, yeah, so yes, my dad has definitely instilled uh, the values of respect and, um, and, and admiration for firearms, definitely. Well, I'll tell you, uh, growing up in New Braunfels and living here in New Braunfels for a, for a long time, there's only been one kind of an option for me to go out and I, I enjoy shooting. I find shooting kind of like golf. It's kind of a one-on-one sport 
you know, um, it's it's just you and the target and and you and your discipline and stuff like that. And I've always enjoyed it as a very relaxing uh, diversion. And for a long time here in New Braunfels, I've only had one option um, for the weapons that I choose uh, to shoot. Uh, but very very recently, uh, much much closer to where I live, the McQueenie Gun Club has opened up for business. And after the break, we're going to talk to their range master, um, Mr. L. J. Nick Hart. Um, he's going to talk to us about the McQueenie Gun Club. He's a pastor. He's a firearms instructor. Um, and just going to ask him about you know this this tremendous sport of of shooting and the importance of firearms education and safety. I I was out there yesterday. I went out yesterday for the first time, and it was a tremendous wow moment. A beautiful facility, um, beautiful um, shooting range. I'm so looking forward to talking to our guest today, and we're going to do it all right after this. This is one city under God. Absolutely right. The name of the song is Eye on It. That's Toby Mac. My eye was on it, the target, yesterday. I was at the McQueenie Gun Range doing my thing with my Marlin 30-30 lever action and my Targus 9mm. I had such a great time out there. And joining us today um, from the McQueenie Gun Club is the Range Master. His name is LJ Nick Hart. Hey, Nick. How are you? Fine, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me oh, on, sir. Thank you so much for joining us today. First of all, tell us just a little about you and your career in firearms training. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I started out as a as a young man. My father was a, a big hunter, and then that continued in the United States Marine Corps when I enlisted and, and uh, was in the infantry. And so I, I got a lot of exposure to, to various firearm platforms there. And when I got out, I, I really just uh, – uh, People kept asking me to help them and, and train and things like that. And one of my mentors, who uh, was in the, an officer in the Navy, said, you know, you should think about doing this professionally. And so I started the process of chipping away at all my uh, civilian credentials and, and firearms instructor's credentials. And so I did that for a long time through the NRA and the state of Texas. And and uh, so so that's what I do now. Bivocationally, I, I uh, basically uh, train people uh in uh, self-defense and also uh, the sporting aspect of, of firearms. Well, not only are you uh, involved in firearms, you're also a pastor. So tell us a little bit about that. I do. I, I, I pastor a church. I, I pastored a small church before this one, and now I've been pastoring a church plant uh, through the uh, Blue Bonnet Baptist Association for about five years now. And uh, and uh, Oakwood Baptist was one of our parent churches, and uh, we've been going strong over in Seguin for about five and a half years. So uh, it was kind of a different path in the ministry for me, and and uh, but I believe God had a, a calling on my life and wanted to use me in, in a way to expound in His Word. So uh, I've got a great little group of people over in Seguin that uh, that uh, love to serve God, and uh, and so we do that every week. Well, I was at the I was actually at the 10:45 service 
at Oakwood yesterday. My my wife is Baptist, and um, we've been attending services out at Oakwood since 2004. Uh, I'm so glad you're involved with them. And and when I, when I talked to you earlier today about the a blue bonnet, um, I knew you were involved in that ministry. I think it's great. But I got to tell you. Um, I went to church yesterday, uh, kind of a very typical Sunday for people that live in New Braunfels. I went to church, um, 1045 service at Oakwood, and I went to, to HEB uh, and bought all my food for the week. Uh, but in the afternoon, um, I jumped on Facebook to check out some things. Actually, I was actually looking to set up the show for today, and I saw the McQueenie Gun Club Facebook page, and I, I saw some pictures. And the lanes looked so high speed and so – Beautiful. Um, you mentioned being in the infantry in the Marine Corps. I too was in the infantry when I was in the Army. I've always enjoyed shooting and the sport of shooting. And when I saw those pictures, I told my wife, I said, We got to go out and check out this place. It's not that far from where we live. I live right off County Line Road, and the McQuinney Gun Club is not too far from that. Um, Tell us a bit about the McQueenie Gun Club, where it's located, um, what people can do when they get out there, the, the number of lanes, and a little bit about the membership process. If folks want to be connected to the, to the McQueenie Gun Club in a membership style. Sure. Well, uh, I'll start off by telling the location. It's 5990 FM 725. We're only about two or 300 yards past uh, the uh, Bandy Golf Course on the left. But this was really the uh, baby and brainchild of Matthew Spalton and his wife, Misty, who, by the way, are just great people uh, to work for. That They're uh, highly involved over there at McQueenie Gun Club. Their fingerprints is all, are all over uh, the gun club. And it's just they wanted it to have a feel that you could come in and your family could come in there into a gun club and not be intimidated. And so, you know, a lot of places have this very tactical feel to them and yep. and things like that. But this is about, this is about shooting. This is about getting the whole family involved. And so that, that's why they set it up that way. And, and I think it comes through on the staff that they have over there and, uh, and the way they do things. So I'm really, I'm really happy and uh, to be a part of the, the team over there at McQueenie Gun Club. Well, we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, but my dad was a big part of the reason um, why my brother and I have such a respect and admiration for firearms, and my brother a lot more so than I. He um, He's awesome with guns. I trust him all, like probably more than anybody else besides my dad uh, when I'm around guns. And um, he taught, my dad taught us how to handle and enjoy firearms and shooting and hunting and all that great stuff. So what's your opinion on the importance of young people learning about gun safety and gun ownership? You know, I think you and I were uh, kind of touched base on this in the pre-show before we, before we got on the air. And I, I told you, I, you know, with all the stuff that's going on in the media and the, and the hype about uh, you know, how firearms are, are evil. And, you know, education is the most important thing for, for young children. And and uh, often the education is done wrong. It's, you know, we tell young people, you know, stay away from that. Don't touch that. Don't do – and and when it comes to firearms, you must take the mysteriousness out of it. You, you have to take the mystique out of the firearm. And so you do that by on hands-on education. And, and when you do that, they become – uh, respectful of firearms, uh, they they learn a skill that they didn't have before, and all of a sudden you'll 
this kid start to flourish in the area of firearms, and and they will actually police and secure uh, uh, firearms, and they will help each other be safe. It's really a neat thing to see. Boy Scouts of America is another group that's really, really good at doing things like that. So I'll tell you, I, I really appreciate what you're saying. Um, I had a great time out there. Like I said, it was a wow moment, a beautiful facility. We're talking to LJ Nick Hart. He's the range master and firearms instructor at the McQueenie Gun Club. He's a pastor, and he's talking to us about gun ownership and gun safety and the importance of young people learning to respect um, the sport of gun shooting and ownership and marksmanship. Um, when we get back from the break, uh, I want to talk to him about something he said that I thought was so incredibly true. It's not about egos and stuff like that at the gun club. I've experienced that. I've experienced it firsthand when I purchased uh, firearms. And what I found out yesterday um, at the McQueenie Gun Club, McQueenie Gun Club, a very welcoming environment. It, it was so unique. Jason, you there? Hello. Jason, are you there? All righty. Well, it looks like Jason. You are listening to One City Under God with Jason Dias and Caitlin Anderson. Again, lost the feed. Uh, anyway, hey, listen, like I said, I had a great time out there yesterday, uh, Nick, and you said something that was so true. When I when I actually bought my rifle, um, I was buying a rifle to go uh, hog hunting. I was going to go out and hunt the feral hogs here in Texas, and I picked a Marlin uh, 3030. Uh, that was my selection for that. When I went and bought it, the, the guy that I bought it from at Cabela's, there's no other word for it. I mean, he was condescending. Why would you buy this? Don't you want a tactical rifle with a scope and all this stuff? And I was like, no, I'm I'm fine with a, a high-powered rifle and, and iron sights. I don't need a scope or all the fancy optics and stuff like that. I think what's happened in the past few years, people just love um, the 5.56 five, uh, weapons, the tactical um, weapons. And I love your motto out there. It's let us take you from tactical to practical, and I just wanted to ask you, um, it's a debate that goes on with gun owners. What is your opinion on the right caliber? Is, do we need a bigger caliber or a smaller caliber for self-defense and home defense and stuff like that? Well, I, I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now we can, yeah. Okay, great. Well, I, I'll tell you. Um now, when we say let us take you from tactical to practical, there's nothing wrong with tactics, and there's there's no, in fact we practice them all the time and learn them in, in self defense training. So uh, let me let me say that first of all. But the best firearm that you have is the one you own and train with. And so uh, you know I hear a lot of guys say, oh you've got to have this or you've got to have that. And we love black rifles out there, and we sell a lot of them. And I own one myself, and I and I use it. But the best firearm that you have is the one you own and train with and so become proficient with the one that you have and you'll be an effective shooter you'll be an effective marksman you'll be an effective sportsman and you'll also if you have to employ it for self-defense it'll be effective that way for you as well safe and effective wins the fight nice 
Well, um, so do you have a favorite weapon? Uh, like, do you prefer rifles or pistols or what? You know, I'm kind of a I'm, I'm kind of a pistol guy. I uh, because I, I train so much with them, and I've really uh, fallen in love with them uh, over the past uh, five six years or so. I used to be a big rifle guy, uh, shot out to uh, six seven eight hundred yards. Uh, love doing that, but uh, I'm I'll be 45 tomorrow, and my eyes aren't what they used mm-hmm. to be. So um, I really, uh, I, I really like pistols. There's so many different varieties of them. They're, they're like tools uh, in your garden, and so uh, you, you know, you can pick one up and you just, you know, you pick the bread of '92 up and you're like, oh, great, high capacity, wide ejection port. This is going to be awesome. Block six hours. Then you go over the 19. You have the 1911 base. You know, you have people come in that just love their 1911s. And so uh, there's just there's a lot with handguns that uh, that you can do and also uh, be effective with, and uh, there's a lot of different ones. Now I'll tell you, I, I've got my favorite rifle. Uh, my favorite rifle um, is the old. You probably remember this. I know you, you know you're a Marine. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a bit older than you. I'm a, about seven years older than you. Um, but when I was in the in the first Gulf War back in 1991, I was actually on the security detail uh, of the Commandant of the Prince Faisal Air Base, and he had a great armory of weapons, and we were allowed to pick out. The weapon that we wanted to, to kind of use for the uh, the duration of the campaign, and of course everyone loved the Sig Sauer five five six and all the tactical stuff. My favorite weapon has always been the old M fourteen, the seven six two caliber rifle, and um, it, it sounds like you've got a really healthy um, love. Of firearms. I know you said you're more of a pistol guy, um, but have you ever had the chance to fire one of the like the M14 or the, the AK47, the 762 caliber rifles? Absolutely, and and uh, I I love the M14. Oh, uh, it's uh, when you get it chambered in 308, it really <laughs> smooths out a whole lot and uh, takes some of the some of the recoil out of it, and also uh, the the uh, ballistic coefficient on 308 is is uh, I think a lot better than the Thirty odd six, and and uh, it's just great for for shooting long range. And the fact they brought the M14 back as a SPR special purpose rifle in yep. Afghanistan for yep. guys, uh, men, women serving over there to use for uh, medium range uh, sniping. So. No, I'll Great tell you, I, I actually, uh, it was actually at the time, it was, it was, gosh, this goes back to 1988. Um, I, I was in the Army. Um, I, I went out to Fort Hundley. It was called the Advanced Politics and Parabolics Training Course. And it was basically the sniper course. It was about shooting uh, a 7.62 caliber round at a long distance. And, of course, um, the past year, uh, a lot of people saw the movie American Sniper. And I wanted to ask you about this. I didn't have a chance to talk to you about it in the pre-show. But one of my big disappointments in that movie was that it didn't kind of dive into the training of being somebody that fires around at a long distance. When I was in, we didn't have the fancy scopes now that calculate the range and the barometric pressure and the wind and the humidity and stuff like that. Um, I wanted to ask you, did you see that movie, and what were your thoughts when you saw it? You know, I, I have seen it, and my my thoughts go more towards – and obviously uh, I'm a shooter and I, I'm a gun guy, so I – so I tend to pick up on things and things like that. And Clint Eastwood did a great job 
uh, in the movie, but there were some there were some little glitches in there, like there was no ARs, anti-reflective devices over the scopes. So Chris Kyle would have never yep. not done that. He would have never let scope glint, uh, sun glint, <laughs> come off. So, so I thought uh, the same, same thing. I thought the same uh, thing. <laughs> but uh, but I I mean it, it pulls on your heartstrings more than anything. Yeah. I mean it, I mean you know those I think less than two percent of the American population ever signed up to serve in a volunteer, all volunteer military. And these guys, uh, these men and women that are over there serving ought to be the 2% of the country that we're thinking the most about and taking care of in this country. And it just doesn't seem like that's happening, but maybe well, that's I'll another thing. Well, I'll tell you what, we, um, um, there was no disconnect between having you on this show. Uh, Caitlin and I both respect um, the military and veterans and love this country and respect the Second Amendment and stuff like that. Um, I want to encourage everybody, if you have not yet, check them out on Facebook first if you need to. It's the McQueenie Gun Club, a beautiful, gorgeous facility. Um, you can go out there and shoot the way I did yesterday. I just you know, punched out about 200 rounds. Um, yesterday I was shooting my 3030 and my 9mm, and it was a gorgeous air-conditioned environment. Nick, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope if we ever need to um, uh, talk about gun safety or, or, or firearms that we can get you back on the show, but it's been an absolute joy having you on the show today. Thank well, not, you so very, very much. Thank you so much. Not only am I at your service, but so is McQueenie Gun Club. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so very, very much. Great job, Nick. And Kate and I will wrap it up right after this. This is Pastor Don Fraker of Cross Lutheran Church and School, and you're listening to One City Under God. Hello, my name is Regret. I'm pretty sure we have met. Absolutely right. And speaking of Cross Lutheran Church and School, I was out there this morning. I don't get to take my son to school a lot, Caitlin. As you know, when you get into eighth grade, um, a lot of times um, you don't want your parents hanging around. But the Cross Lutheran Church and School Gala is coming up in a couple of weeks, and we are big fans of Cross Lutheran Church and School. Um, but that was a great interview. I, I love uh, talking to people that respect firearms and and recognize that you have to be safe and proficient when you're using firearms, don't you? Yeah, I really appreciate that as well. And I feel like um, a big issue that's overlooked when we're talking about the national conversation with guns and gun ownership is that the majority of people who are opposed um, to gun ownership are people that are not around guns enough um, to feel safe around them, um, and that that are, we're not raised like I was raised and like my brother was raised um, around guns being used safely. I'll tell you, um, my my father, my dad was not a big hunter, but he was on the shooting team when he was in the Air Force. And I remember when I was ten. Uh, you've probably seen that movie, um, A Christmas Story, where the kid wants the Red Ryder BB gun. 
That was actually mm-hmm. me, my 10th birthday. All I wanted was a BB gun, and my dad bought me a Crossman 760 pump-action BB gun, and it had a scope on it. And he was like, okay, this is a great BB gun. It's got this great scope on it, but do not use it to shoot birds. And I was like, well, wait a minute. It's got a scope on it. I This, this is the best gun ever to shoot birds. And I, it was just something that I immediately enjoyed Again, the sport of shooting, the discipline of shooting. I couldn't keep my room clean when I was 10 years old, but my BB gun was always safe, and I polished it, and I I cleaned the scope each and every single day. Um, I I, I think it's great that… You know, we can talk about um, gun ownership and firearm safety and realize that's just a big part of our Texas culture. I mean, there are – I mean, I, I'm thinking about all the people that I talk to about our radio show, and I can't think of a single person that doesn't you know, own guns or hunt or enjoy the sport of shooting. I'm sorry. What did you say? I said I just I just think that it's one of those things in our in our in our community where we do our show New Braunfels that people really enjoy the sport of shooting and hunting and it's just part of our culture here in New Braunfels. Yeah, no, definitely. Just like I was talking about earlier um, with me taking that group of kids out to the a different gun range, not a Queenie. I had no idea that wasn't even open yet. Um, I don't think it was whenever we went because I think it opened like the 24th or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was the 24th. Um, it wasn't open yet. It wasn't open when you went out. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think it was open yet. I had, hadn't even heard of it, but that sounds like a great, great resource now to have available. And my brother's on the shooting team um, at my school as well. My school has the FFA shooting team, and he uh, goes to big competitions, and you can win huge scholarships for it. And so I really think – the culture um, that we have and the attitude that we have towards guns in this area is definitely a positive one, but you'd be really surprised how dramatically that change uh, changes if you go to, like, different states like California, Jason. I know you um, have spent some time in California or even other countries, countries like Australia that are um, just, like, they're just mind-boggled of why we have guns here in the States. Well, it's, it doesn't have to be California. Like I said, I've, um, my, my family is kind of split between Texas and Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And my relatives from Rhode Island and Massachusetts, they, they, they think guns belong only to the police and the military. They don't, they don't hunt. Um, they, they actually think gun ownership is something that should be widely curtailed. And uh, thankfully here in Texas – we know so much, so much better than. Hey, it is Holy Week. Um, yesterday was Palm Sunday. Um, we're going to be working our way out to uh, Good Friday. You and I are going to, uh, for the second year in a row, we're going to jump on the air this Good Friday and read from the Gospel, the story of the Passion of the Christ. Over two thousand years ago, in a little-known Judean outpost. A young man from Nazareth is coming back to Jerusalem, and when he gets to the temple, he finds that it has become a place of money changing and commerce, and he's offended by it. And he turns over the money changing stalls, and he runs the money changers out of the temple, and in doing so, upsets the delicate balance between Roman and Jewish authority. His name is Jesus of Nazareth. He's around 33 years old. And this Friday, you and I, Caitlin, are going to celebrate 
what is without a doubt the most important three days in the history of our human kind. A young man from Nazareth is put to death, crucified and punished for a crime he did not commit. And on the third day, he rises again. I am so looking forward to that Good Friday show with you. I am too as well. It's always very, very impactful. There's nothing more impactful and purposeful than Scripture, the very um, God-breathed words. Um, of scripture and so I'm very looking forward to this uh, Easter as well because my family is coming in town and also it's just a really good time to spiritually reflect and spiritually think about all the great things that God has done for us I feel like Easter is more of a relaxed holiday than Christmas oh, I feel like there's a lot too. more commercialism <laughs> around Christmas than Easter um, and so I feel like it's easier to focus on the faith aspect of it um, and the salvation aspect um, of Easter and of the holiday of Easter. Um, so just definitely um, to all our listeners, keep that in mind. Take time to reflect. I feel like prayer is especially important um, this upcoming week, so all throughout Lent, this upcoming week, and especially um, on the on this three-day span between Good Friday and Easter Sunday. But, Jason, I'll be having – we're hosting Easter at our house. We're having everyone over. What are you doing for Easter? Uh, we do what we normally do. We'll be getting together with my family down in Shirts in Universal City, and, you, and, and that is so true. Um, what you just said I don't feel the same pressure at Christmas time, which is about um, gifts and seeing people and parties and stuff like that. I've always loved Easter, um, and I I totally agree with you. It's a great time to get together with people that we love and celebrate again the most significant moment in human history: the empty tomb. They went to the tomb and it was empty. Hey, Caitlin, why don't you get us on out of here until Friday? All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next Friday, thank you so much from Jason Dyes and I. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on Friday. Good night. One city, 